Hello, I'm Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in a, a podcast. podcast, a relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. Before we began, Dell did a countdown for me where he did five, four, three, two, one. The longest two seconds of my life are are watching you do the five and four, wondering why they're necessary. I think <laughs> I think three, two, one, I could probably uh, get it. Five. You gotta get in the full effect of oh, like I those old timey movies with the five boop, boop, and they go boop boop with a little you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, with the circle and then it counts it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stephanie, how are you doing this week? Uh, good. Good. Have you done anything interesting? What what are you about? What are you about this week? What's been going on? Tell us your story. I feel like I got a lot of little interesting things and I'm trying to find one little nugget. Oh, I did go out with some of my gal friends the 13th, so the day before Valentine's Day, and we had a little Galentine's Day. Mm. And that was fun. We had wine and perch tacos and hung out. You seemed like you had a really good time when you we came did, back. Yeah, you were very uh, good. You're very good. You're very happy about it. I know. I feel like my female friends have good energy and are a good time. So, well, you know what I did while you were out. Tell me. I uh, have a note keeping app in my phone, and I was clearing it out because I realized I had all oh, these yes. notes from years and years. Do the do this favor if you're listening to the show right now. Stop at the show. And go through your notes app and see there are, it's like a treasure trove. Make sure you come back to the show. Make sure you come back. Okay, you're back? Okay, good. Um, It's a treasure trove of things. And I realized that there's about like six or seven years worth of notes in this notes app that has gone across to, you know, it's a cloud-based six app. Six or seven years? Yeah. That's amazing. And so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. So I spent... And you haven't gone back and... No. So this is my first cool. time going back and like cleaning it out. And I cleaned out a lot of stuff. But what I did find and kept is that, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, where you've written down a note and then you come back to it and you're like, what? What was I I think? don't understand this. Yeah. So I wrote down a bunch of things. I found these quotes where I don't... I'm having a hard time figuring out what they are. So one of them says, it just says, what if, dot, 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 camping lantern was the best light ever, but always burnt your hand. (laughs) And that's that's all it says. And there's no context. There's no date. Can I tell you that that seems like a thought you would have had? Uh Uh-huh. And then this one says, it's your job. If you can't see it coming, why are you here? Which I guess is a good motivational Wait. kind of thing. So what? Let, and then there's this stop, list stop, of... stop. I feel like I need to unpack these a little bit <laughs> okay. and enjoy the moment. Okay. Okay. You can okay, go to okay. the next. And step. then I have this list of names, which I googled some of them, and they're not real people. So you just have a list of names: Fritz Westenbrink, Gislan Wigmans, Vitor Frederico. I know where these came from. I remember where? this. We. Hooks Wilksy. I don't know if I can say (laughs) why they were on there without being offensive. Okay. But know that, so I'll tell the story and know that this is in good humor because we have fun with everything. Okay. There was a GQ article. (laughs) And it was Paul Ryan. It was a picture of Paul Ryan's interns. And 
the picture had 200 people on it. But if you look at it, to be fair, all of his interns were white. Mm -hmm. And so GQ magazine gave them all fake names. Uh And when it started, it was Ryan Smith. And Mm -hmm. then it progressively got to really silly names that weren't real. And so we tried to make some up because we thought it was funny. My favorite one is Al Albuquerque. Yeah. (laughs) And then it says Cards Against Humanity Ideas. Oh, <laughs> I don't think we can read these on the air. Diarrhea bash, um, milk skin. Oh, I remember milk skin. <laughs> Moist membrane. Oh. Um, and then I have some band names such as uh, multi-porpoise, <laughs> like a multi-porpoise room. Um, jaundice blondes, one stick pony. What? I remember one stick pony. Lamestream. I don't know. So I just was going through this like histori- historical record of like my brain and it was <laughs> really crazy. You need to. I feel like Kim Kardashian has a book of looks or Instagram <laughs> posts or something. <laughs> this could just be Dell's notes. They're very similar. Yes. I can well, have uh, the one quote I have about me shooting champagne on my butt. What is Doesn't that? Does she quote? have a picture about that? It's whatever my oh, quote version of that. Oh yeah, is. she had a magazine cover. Whatever of. quote of mine broke the internet. But I want Stephanie. <laughs> you need to go. We need to go through your stuff next, like later, because you've got to have some gems. I delete a lot of my stuff kind of regularly, and I just don't know if I've written anything down. But those are some treasures, babe. I do feel that if you want a good laugh for, for at yourself, go down memory lane and try oh, to yeah. find those gems of out of context. <laughs> unrecognizable things and it's just i was just like laughing so can hard. i show you one picture i have that i just think is the best thing ever i think that pictures are the best on podcasts so well i kind of want to describe it i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna show you the picture and then you tell me if i can describe it <laughs> that's a good picture so that's i a like good picture i like to take funny pictures and if you've ever breastfed as a mom you know sometimes your baby when they're breastfeeding does weird things and so there was one day where carly was breastfeeding and she was holding my throat yes it looks very violent this so picture. i took i stuck my tongue out and i took a picture of it and it's a picture of this little baby hand holding my throat and mm-hmm. i sent it to my mom and it said carly's gone full roadhouse <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great because it's just your face in the middle and then your neck and then all there is in covering your chest and everything is just like a point of view of her shoulder. So yeah. it's just baby arm, fingers grasping your throat. Yeah. Roadhouse. Pulling that bad boy out. That's right. Oof. Anyway, I there was no one else I thought I could share that with. So, um, you know, imagine it. Pick. We'll put it in the it's Facebook hilarious. group. Okay. Cool. Stephanie, so why are we here anyway? Uh, in addition to going through our phones for great <laughs> historical records, this is Two Peas in a Podcast. <laughs> Second part of our show is The Split, where we're going to take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. The one I have today is very fun because it's talking about good date night ideas. And then the first half of the podcast is P's and Q's, where we take a question from you, our pod squad. And talk about it. So I'm going to hit up one of those right now. And if you'd like to send us a question, you can do so at contactppodcast at gmail.com. Send us uh, in the the subject line question. Uh, Write your question and then we will do it on the show. You can also catch us on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash ppodcast. And then you can download us, comment us, give us a good rating anywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. Uh, And so, here is our question for this week. Go. 
Hey Peas, my sister has always been very artistic. Great with drawing, photography, things like that. Super creative, really talented. She and her husband recently moved to the suburbs for a new job, and in getting their new house decorated, it's starting to look like she's decided to really lean into her, quote, artistic nature. Actually, it's very artsy, but not in a good way. Like, there's a painting of a flower hung upside down in the living room next to a painting of the same flower held right side up. Kind of artsy. Uh, Like I said, I need your help because this is just not my sister. Like I said, she's always been creative, but I feel like out of nowhere she's leaning into this sort of weird artsy vibe and it's just it's just kind of tacky how can i talk to her about this newfound faux art snob aesthetic oh what do you think i get it i get this i see this person yes tell me more. I, I don't feel like i see this person as an i feel like this happens a lot in your 20s where you're like you're out of college you're you're like going somewhere new you're finding yourself and you're kind of like finding your deal and you get into a thing and you're just like, I'm going to this now. Here I am, world. I'm the new me. Uh, and you just really lean into something maybe from your past, maybe some new found hobby. And you go visit a friend. I'm just like, this isn't you, man. Where are all these bands? What is all this stuff you're doing? This isn't you. What's going on? I think I need help. I'm trying to understand the problem to the person asking the question like what's the mm-hmm. what's the pain or issue or what's the damage MacGuffin? the damage is i think the damage is twofold i think the one is one th- their sister it, it feels like they're putting on a new persona okay out of nowhere it's just like i knew my sister she's super creative and now she's like this weird like i'm so artsy and decorating your house in this weird way that's just not her um, and the other thing is, it's just like tacky and kind of kind of like cringy. Kind of just like, oh, it's like, have you ever met someone who's just like so artistic or like so into whatever? And it's just like kind of eye rolly. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody knows though. I think everyone has some trait that's eye rolly to someone else. Mm-hmm. So I think personally what I would say was if this is your sister who's very artistic and they're in a new place and she's trying new things, testing out her new self, whatever fine i don't care whatever however being your sister and someone that you really know and you've noticed that it's this sort of abrupt change in personality that's different like like where does that come from like i don't know i think that is something maybe worth having to talk about i think that's fair i think i i have two thoughts my first is how someone else decorates their house i don't think it's really your problem or your concern because Mm -hmm. i don't think someone else's house it's their house. They live in it. I feel like you get the right to decorate it however you want, as mm-hmm. long as it's not knives and guns and yeah. like someone could get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a full, very sharp samurai sword display <laughs> and your kids are there, you know, you might have to have a talk about if that. If there's a room of um, those pits with bamboo that they put feces on to that poison could, that you, could be difficult. That's very dangerous. Yeah. If the red room is there, mm-hmm. I mean, you a know. A lion's den. Concerns. Concerns. But otherwise, I feel like if it's someone else's house, they have the right to do what they want. And I feel like you kind of need to accept that that's her space. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you, too. I think my second thought is I agree with you. And I mean, if you're more concerned about the abrupt personality change, mm-hmm. I think that's worth talking about. Yeah. If you see, say, an upside down flower picture next to the same picture turned right side up, um, maybe you ask them about it and say, hey, help me understand 
What is this about? Or anything. If they're, if I think it's just about simple symmetry. Symmetry. Ooh. I think that's it. It's a symmetrical way to have something. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I need to we see don't know, what this looks like. Because you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know. But the personality thing. Have you ever met someone? Have you ever had a friend that you kind of came across and over the years all of a sudden they kind of are feeling or acting like just really different? I think... My thought is, well, I kind of did this, mm. but not the artistic thing. I grew up in a very small town, and mm-hmm. I went to school with mostly the same people from kindergarten into high school. Mm-hmm. So I think I always felt really trapped in mm-hmm. my situation. I felt like I wasn't able to change or be who I really wanted to be because no matter what I did, I was still surrounded with people that would always treat me the same way, and I didn't really like how I was treated. Yeah. Steffi from down the road. And so I made it a point that when I became to college, I wanted to be fully the person that I wanted to be. Mm. So when I got to college, like I made some choices and did things differently. And I don't know, I wouldn't say I reinvented who I was. I felt like the person I was was always inside but i wasn't in a situation where i was surrounded with people who were going to support that Mm -hmm. or wouldn't be you know high school is really hard people aren't necessarily kind when you go through changes but so that i got to college i decorated my room differently i wore clothes that were what i had always wanted to wear i was more extroverted more outgoing talked to different Mm -hmm. people joined Mm -hmm. different clubs yeah i had always wanted to be a part of student senate So I went out and did those things. Mm. Didn't have two different flower things. (laughs) My point is I can understand the perspective of, I think a lot of people feel like they have different parts of themselves and they never have an opportunity to explore one of those. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a good way to fully explore that opportunity is when you move. Yeah. When you're new, you can can basically be whoever you want. Yeah, exactly. Not British accent like... Now all my friends think I'm British. Don't blow my cover. Didn't we listen to a podcast where a guy did that? Jim Gaffigan has a joke about that where he's just like, these new friends, like when you're two groups of friends intermingle and they're never, and they're just like, these people think I'm British, so don't blow my cover. Um, (laughs) So I think that, yeah, it is a good chance to reinvent yourself. I do think, though, if you are going to be someone that reinvents yourself, people are going to be asking questions. Yeah, that's Know you, such as your family. If you show up at your next family, you know, uh, gathering all up in like whatever garb you're wearing that's a new deal and a new attitude and a new outlook on life people can ask you questions mm-hmm. and you got to be okay with i think i think you need to be okay with that yeah i think that's fair like maybe not that they're judging you and like um i don't think you should be judging or being harsh on your sister it sounds like a new move a new area maybe she is trying to reinvent herself maybe this is who she's always wanted to be and never felt like she could tell anybody And that might hurt as being your sister, not knowing that. But I do feel that, you know, come prepared with some good questions and an ear and ready to listen. And yeah, you might not understand it. Or it literally might be super tacky, nonsensical nonsense. But... I mean, have you seen Elvis's house? The man had horrific taste. Some people just don't have good taste. That's okay. And you always say money can't buy taste. I'm not saying I have good taste either for, for the record. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. You do. I think your taste is pretty good. Oh, well, I have good taste in men. Me and the second husband. I have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is complicated. But this is a complicated issue. But I think my answer would be: 
just go in with um, some questions. Yeah. And be prepared to like, you know, be very like gentle and uh, just you know, see what's going on. Be open. Be open to hear what, what could be happening. And I think be kind and compassionate. But I also want you to hear maybe your sister is trying to be someone new. Mm-hmm. And if you want your sister to respond in a way where she's honest and open, I think the best thing to do is be kind about it and not lead with why do you have two stupid upside down <laughs> dumb pot things mm-hmm. really be come from the point of understanding. Mm-hmm. And what she says might be hurtful. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Because you're an overbearing sister who never let me be who I wanted to be. Yeah. You're like, who knows? Maybe. Or it might be good. Yeah. But I think that's what I would do. But thanks for listening. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'd love to hear how this turns out. And please send us a picture of those flowers. Direct message. We uh, won't post it. We'll I am just it. beyond curious. I want to see that. I do. I want to sure. see it. I love a good art. We went to an art museum yesterday. We did. It was with uh, with grandma. It was a grandma baby trip. It was very cute. It was really good. Anyway, Stephanie, good good answer. Good Ditto. answer. And remember, if you want your question here on the show, we will not judge you. Just send it to contact peapodcast at gmail.com. And I said dot com. So you know what that means. The split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Before the show, you said, so what should we do? Serious? Funny? Uh, listicle? You gave me a bunch of options. And I, I did. Said, I said, Stephanie, bring your A game. Bring your best your best shot. Hit wow. me with your best shot. I thought we could talk about how to have the best date night ever, ever, Oh, I think ever. we just had that yesterday. We did have a good date. So, Stephanie and I are, uh, despite our young and spry-sounding voices, we are actually very old. We are <laughs> we're just v- tired. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a, we were like, we had this whole week, we were like, we're going to have a date night on this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do something. We're going to do something. And then we're walking around Target, and it's like in the afternoon. And then we walk past like the pizzas, and I'm like, Stephanie, would it be super lame if we just like got pizzas and stayed home? And you were like... I was thinking the same thing. Oh, we knew we were meant to be. So next time, don't do that, kids. But I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it was great. I it, was, it was It was fantastic. And I'm glad that we agreed. And thank you to Grandma for so babysitting. you don't need to do any of this article. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> uh, but this article is going to talk about a date night activity that could make you feel closer to your partner. Oh, Okay. And so this oh, was reported. Why didn't we read this yesterday? Come on. I know, because it was out by then. Mm. Lame us. Lame us, oh well. <laughs> this was reported in Time Magazine and a few other sources. But this was from a study that was published in the Journal of Marriage and Family. Mm, very nice. I know. And so what these fun researchers did is they identified a bunch of activities that release oxytocin in couples. Oh, so this is not like some like red book dip pretzels in chocolate. This is or a legit go on a tire swing. <laughs> like, uh, well, so though you told me to hit you with my best stuff. So this is a research article. Okay, uh, but it's a fun study for I think it's funny, and then I think it has good implications for people in relationships. This is science coming at you with some science. 
So they looked to identify different activities that would release oxytocin. And if you don't know what oxytocin is, do you know what oxytocin is, Boo? It's some brain thing. It's not the illegal one. <laughs> it's a good brain drug. It's not. Yeah. Cause what's Oxycontin? The, it's not Oxycontin. Oxycodone. We do. Oxytocin. This is oxytocin. It is legal. This is legal? Yes. Totally, in all 50 states. All 50 states around the world. Totally legal. All natural. And it's called the cuddle hormone or the love hormone. Oh. And it's a hormone that's associated with romantic bonding. All right. So let's make it happen. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about oxytocin, though, speaking of making it happen, is that there are some... I don't know a ton about hormones, if I'm being totally honest. But uh, it's... It doesn't just magically appear in your body. <laughs> it's not just like, duh, 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 duh. ooh, oxytocin. Mm. It, it turns out that if you want oxytocin to be released, it has to be stimulated by something. So it's just living in a little sack in your brain. I don't, to, I don't really know where it lives. Where does it live? In your body. In your body. Somewhere. Hmm. And so this study was kind of looking at different ways where where could we... What could we do to release more levels of this oxytocin and then have this love hormone, happy, cuddly, cuddly, feely thingy? Stephanie, I want to be high on life. I want this oxytocin exactly. surging through my body. So let's do so how this. How can you be high on life? And so one of the authors, co-authors of the study, Karen Mellon, says that we now know that participating in recreational activities does release oxytocin. Okay. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, which well, which ones are the best? Well, I'm going to tell you about the study because it's amazing. <laughs> so they took uh, 20 married or cohabitating heterosexual couples. Okay. 40 <laughs> people? Wow. Yes, 40 people. And so they did a few different phases. Phase one is they triggered their oxytocin. I'm going to make you guess how they did it. What would be the way that I would want it to be done? Think of me. I'm going to give you two guesses. Um, time spent. I just have to sit next to you. <laughs> that's a that's a very good guess. No, no, not that one. Uh, sexually. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first way they did it is they had people fill out an hour long survey, <laughs> and Stephanie's oxytocin went through the roof. So they had. Are people... you seeing this, Gary? Check this girl out. So they had people fill out an hour-long survey, but it was about oh, their baby. family. Oh life. baby! Oh baby! Yeah, about your babies. <laughs> uh, so they had them fill out the survey, and then, do you know how you measure oxytocin? Uh. I have no idea how anyone measures anything, <laughs> especially if it's a brain juice. So, well, they get it from your juice. They get it from your urine. <laughs> so first they have you take a survey. Well, it doesn't just surge through your body forever. It's got to come out somehow. Exactly. So first you do the survey. This is wild. It's a brain thing that makes you feel good and cuddly, and then it comes out in your pee. <laughs> like, what is this? Why am I just hearing about this? So then they had people take this survey, but the survey was about your family life. And they found that when you talk about your family, it does help you release oxytocin and it makes you feel good and warm because you're talking about it. Okay. So then they had you pee in a cup and tested it. <laughs> I love doing those two things together. That's what I Thanksgiving, thought. Thanksgiving, hey, everybody, and then let's go pee together. And then it's the best. We all feel so good. It's, it's amazing. 
the research has proven that thinking about your partner can release oxytocin, and it did. And I quote, oxytocin levels were elevated after the survey, rising an average of 3.86 nanograms per milliliter of urine. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. It's, is that good? It was a significant result. <laughs> that's, I don't know how much. You, here's the thing. I'm really bad at estimating like a spatial size of something so i have no idea how big or small this it was is. enough to show a significant increase that's all yes. i needed to know all right it was what color is oxytocin is it the same color as the urine i don't know probably <laughs> we are <laughs> not no this is not my anyway <laughs> so first survey second p okay and then the next thing they did is the p for every one of these yes oh, okay otherwise how do you know the oxytocin levels you know what, did they do one after peeing too to see if maybe peeing raises it? <laughs> They're all peeing together. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Okay. Uh, so then they took the 20 couples and they split them into two different groups. Mm -hmm. And then they had one group play a board game in a familiar home-like setting. But they it was a board game that they already knew. Like Monopoly. Something like that. Which you love. Ugh. <laughs> And they had them do a familiar board game, so that way they didn't have to read any rules. Oh, yeah. And they had it done in a home-like setting, so living room chairs. It's a very comfortable sitting around the table. Yeah. Got a beer, maybe. You're just playing uh, playing Catan or something. Yahtzee. All right. Whatever. And then in the second group, they had the couples take a painting class in what they called a novelty setting or a setting that they weren't familiar oh, something with. Something quirky. It's got some wine and we're going to paint uh, a... Uh, one spouse is going to paint a flower. <laughs> and the other spouse is going to paint the same flower upside down. <laughs> um, then guess what they did after painting? Um, oh, Skydiving. Paint, no, painting or a board game. These were the only two. Oh, okay. Guess what they did after that? Is this what? A urine test. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so they split the couples up. They did these two things, and then they sampled their pee. And board games get you way more urine than a painting class. Well, yeah. What do you think? So tell me what activity you think raised it. And I'm going to tell you that there there's four groups. There's the men doing board games and men doing painting women okay. doing board women doing board exactly so feel, those four which one what do you think i feel like for me there's too many board games and a lot of them they're competitive and i think my oxytocin goes down when we're playing a competitive game okay um but if it's a cooperative game like pandemic or something it's like we're in it together i feel really good i would think for me it would go up in a painting class because we're doing it together it's and it's a new experience mm -hmm. so i think maybe that first time my pee would be looking so good because it's a new, because I haven't done that before with you. Yes. That's what I would say. How about for women? What do you think? Uh, Probably painting too. Okay. They just can't get enough of that. There's wine. People are paint wine all the time. So of the four groups, the release for oxytocin increased the most for, do you want a drum roll? The men in the art class. Yeah. And then for number two, it was followed by women playing board games really yeah interesting i thought that was interesting hmm. and then the third increase was for women in the art class mm -hmm. and then last it was men in board games yes interesting and so 
They did say that the last three groups, so the women doing board games, women in an art class, and women, uh, or excuse me, men playing board games, didn't sig- differ significantly from each other. Okay. That being said, they all saw, you know, some increase doing these activities. Huh. Fun. Yes. And so what they ended up kind of finding mm-hmm. was that for men in this art setting, the reason that they thought that it led to the largest increase was because there was a lot of soft touching and encouragement involved. Oh, baby, you're doing, you do so, oh, do that, do that little red circle. Like yes, that. exactly. Do that, dude, you did so good. Yeah. Like that, Okay. So that was what really did it. And paintbrushes really get me going. (laughs) Every single time. Uh, So what was interesting is kind of what the researchers hypothesized was that they were expecting the opposite of the results. They were expecting that couples playing the board games would be interacting more and communicating more and coming up with strategies. So that would end up releasing oxytocin, Mm -hmm. but it's not really what they found. Too competitive. Yes. Well, I don't know if it was the competition. It's just that they weren't touching and interacting in the way that releases oxytocin more. Hmm. I know. Very nice. So. Yeah. We're going to conclude that. Okay. If, you, if you're only choosing between these two things. Mm-hmm. Let me back up. You know, I'd written down one result, but I'm going to take it back. <gasps> so if you want to increase oxytocin levels for men mm-hmm. it sounds like painting is the way to go yeah but let's not forget about the hidden gem in all of this that they didn't say in the summary what the survey baby <laughs> <laughs> so here's what you want to do if you want to get some cuddle time in this weekend go painting go painting play a board number game. one play a board play game. a board game find a really long survey about your family and yes. then you will just have the best night ever. The real takeaway, I'll be serious for a second. The real takeaway is having nice physical touching, which mm-hmm. is hand holding and being really encouraging was what they're really recommending mm-hmm. to do. What if it was a board game where you painted each other? Ooh. Like pictures of each other or painted their skin. yes or no to survey questions. Ooh. Ooh. It's like a truth or dare board game where you painted your answers on your partner. Sign me up. <laughs> It's like, whoa. Wow. Yes. That's very good. I thought that was fun. Very good. I want to know, like, we should do a discovery, our own study of um, what other activities? Skydiving, gun range, go-kart driving. We need a little, like, pillow fight. I bet on Amazon they have an oxytocin urine dip thing or something. <laughs> Let's we'll do, do these activities and see what happens. live oxytocin urine dip First, we need a baseline. Episode. Oh, yeah. What is? I wonder what I wonder how uh, our oxytocin looks after we make this podcast. Oh, it's probably higher. Wait, all touch I, my hand. Make it go up. <gasps> oh. All I know is that when we're done, I just cannot keep my hands off you. <laughs> <laughs> it probably does help, but not in like a romantic way. I'm just like walking around with my hand on your like tricep. Just I can't stop touching you. Like it's just my oxytocin is just so high. Just... I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all i got thank you time magazine and thank you stephanie for finding that article and bringing it forward and uh, if anybody out in listening land has an article that they think we would like to share on the show send that to us at contact at gmail.com 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate that you've decided to spend you know some time with us on your drive or wherever you are. Uh, come back next Tuesday for a new episode. We are on the road to 100 episodes. Uh, so that's uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, Stephanie, do you have any news for me or our pea buddies here? We hope that after listening to this podcast, you learn that you can like each other very, very, very much. Ha-ho! Oh, did you see my Instagram post? The mug one? No better. (laughs) I did not win. (laughs) It sounds like they're right. (laughs) Don't. <laughs> you always crush your dreams. Oh, that's really funny. That's John. I thought it was. I actually was excited. I'm like, oh, this would be.